The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with Fee Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Dr. Mike Gibson coming to you live from ESC 2022, and I'm joined by Ju Yang Han, and we're talking about the FAME AMI study. Talk to us a little bit, Dr. Han, about why you did the study, how you did it, and what you found. In uh, previous uh, studies demonstrated that uh, PCI for non-infant-related artery lesions or non-copulated lesions reduces the risk of death or MI in patients with AMI and multifacet disease. Therefore, major guidelines recommend complete vascularization in patients with AMI and multifacet disease. However, there remains controversial regarding how to achieve complete vascularization in patients with AMI and multifacet disease. Therefore, we conducted the FRAME AMI trial to compare FFR-guided PCI versus angiographic-guided PCI for non-infarct-related artery lesions in patients with AMI and multifacet disease. And how many patients were there? This was randomized, I assume? Yeah, uh, we did a randomized trial at 14 centers in Korea. Uh, patients were eligible if they had acute TMI and multifacet disease, defined as greater than 50% diameter stenosis in major epicardial coronary artery or major side branch with a vessel diameter of 2.0 millimeter or larger by visual estimation. After successful primary or urgent PCI of an infant-related artery, patients were randomly assigned either to undergo FFR-guided PCI or angiography-guided PCI, for non-infant-related artery lesions. What lesions were intervened upon? I mean, how was it distributed among rights, LADs, circumflexes? Uh, the location of infant-related artery are uh, in uh, 34.7% uh, in LAD and 23.1% in left circumflex artery and 42.2% in right coronary arteries. In FFR group, PCI was performed for lesions with FFR of 0.8 or lower. And in angiograph-guided PCI group, PCI was performed for lesions greater than 50% diameter stenosis. The primary endpoint uh, was a composite of all-cause death, MI, or unplanned revascularization. Between August 2016 and December 2020, we randomly assigned 562 patients, 284 uh, to the FFR-guided PCI group and 278 to the angiography-guided PCI group. At a median follow-up of 3.5 years, the primary endpoint occurred in 18 patients in the FFR-guided PCI and 40 in the angiography-guided PCI group. So Kaplan-Meier event rates at four years the 7.4% versus 19.7%. The difference was statistically significant. And the respective instance of all-cause death and MI were significantly lower in the FFR-guided PCI group than in the angiography-guided PCI group. But there is no 
significant difference in unplanned revascularization between the two groups. Did the so two groups undergo a PCI as frequently? I mean, did you avoid PCI sometimes in the FFR group? Or did you perform more PCI in the FFR group? How was the use of PCI different in the two groups? Treated lesions and the number of stent uh, were significantly lower in the FFR-guided PCI group compared with the angiography-guided PCI group. Interesting. And was there a difference in death, or was it driven mostly by a difference in MI? Uh, yeah, you're right. Interestingly, uh, the difference was found in death or MI, but not in unplanned vascularization. And we thought that the cause of the difference in death are mainly uh, due to difference in MI and or uh, procedure-related complications. And what kind of MIs were they? Were they larger periprocedural MIs, which I doubt, or were they recurrent stent thromboses? I mean, what types of MIs were these? Actually, we found difference in both types of MIs. So procedure-related MI uh, were significantly less common. Procedure-related MI occurred less uh, in FFR-guided PCI group compared with angiography-guided PCI group. And also spontaneous MI was less occurred in the FFR group compared with uh, angiography-guided PCI group. Was there any difference in stent thrombosis? Uh, stent thrombosis uh, occurred only in one patient in the angiography-guided PCI group and uh, none was found in the FFR-guided PCI group. Interesting. I mean, here you're doing more PCI in the angiography-guided group, but there were more spontaneous MIs in the angiography group. Why is that? In, in my opinion, uh, the angiography-guided PCI might result in unnecessary PCI, and in turn, uh, procedure-related MI and undetected stent thrombosis and sudden cardiac death. So even if we found a very low number of definite stent thrombosis, but substantial number of cardiac death might be due to stent thrombosis or spontaneous MI in the angiographic guided group. And how many days after the index procedure was the second PCI done? Was it during the same admission? Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, we recommended the same stage PCI for non-infibrillated artery, but we allowed the stage of the PCI during the same uh, hospitalization. Okay. Great. How big was the periprocedural MI? I mean, did you have to have a tenfold elevation or a fivefold elevation in biomarkers to have a periprocedural MI? So the definition of uh, MI used in this trial is mainly based on the third universal definition MI with the modification. So for the periperceal MI, cardiac troponin must rise by 20% and be at least five times of the 99th percentile of up reference length. Additionally, due ischemic symptoms of at least 20 minutes and a new significant ST change or a new LBBB are required. We reviewed every angiography findings for periprocedural MI or periprocedural complications. So it was more than just a troponin elevation. You also had to have some symptoms and EKG changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Good. Well, what's the take-home message for physicians? Uh, so in patients with acute MI and multivascular coronary artery disease, a strategy of a selective PCI of non-infarct-related artery lesions using FFR-guided decision-making was superior to a strategy of a routine PCI based on angiographic diameter stenosis in non-infarct-related artery lesions in patients with MI and multivascular disease. So in real-world practice, measurement of FFR for non-infarct-related artery lesions uh, may be a good option or a promising strategy in patients with MI and multifaceted disease. Well, thank you, Dr. Han. Uh, that was uh, fascinating. I look forward to uh, you know, hearing how the community accepts this and implements these types of changes. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs>